Hey, Eric here. Just a quick note letting you know what you're about to hear. We just started a Patreon page and we'll be offering bonus episodes to those who support us at the $5 and $10 a month levels. Those who pitch in at the $5 a month level will get to hear the full unedited interviews that we do with our guests. These usually run for about an hour or so. The one you're about to hear is free. The first one is free. It's the long unedited version of the interview we just did with Graham from Sunny16. We hope you enjoy it and we hope you consider becoming a patron. Thank you. Enjoy the show. If you want to say hello, you are welcome to. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I was waiting for an authentic arena. Um, hello? Hey, Graham! <laughs> uh, who is this? Hey, this is Eric and Vanya from... All Through a Lens podcast, the film photography podcast. That's a little bit more than whatever we're doing before. It's a film photography podcast. How are you doing today? Uh, I don't need any PPI, but thanks very much for calling. <laughs> PPI? <laughs> what the hell's PPI? <laughs> Is this not a thing that hit America? Sorry. Oh, man. But PPI cold calls are such a thing. <laughs> what are, what are, what are P, what's PPI? Okay, so, all uh, right. PPI stands for Payment Protection Insurance. So... During the 90s and I think early 2000s, there was this thing where if you took out a loan or um, uh, a bank loan or something like that, then they'd upsell you this insurance so that if you lost your job or whatever, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. And um, and basically it got missold massively and there's this huge thing. And these companies, these banks had to pay back billions and billions of pounds like i bought a motorbike <laughs> because of it wow <laughs> sounds like a good decision wow <laughs> hey listen i only make the good ones <laughs> no in america we would just bail the banks out and it'd be all okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's what people so you get wow. um there was a lot of, there's a it's past now because the time thing is but there was a time when you'd get people cold calling going Oh, we've heard you've been sold mis mis sold PPI. If you'd like to make a claim, it's like ambulance chase. Oh, kind sure, of thing, yeah, but we've got PPI lots of those. Thing, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what PPI is. Sorry, yeah. Uh, do you want to start again? No, no, PPI. It's very British. We'll we'll stick with it. It's much <laughs> more sophisticated than. <laughs> it's like FPP. It's got the same number of PPs in it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, we don't need any FPP today. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. I, uh, you know, it's a funny thing. I've never actually been interviewed on, on the podcast before. I don't know why, but I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Wait, you've been on other podcasts? Oh, yeah, I fucked up a couple of them. But um, So I went on Negative Positives once to judge, help judge the uh, um, double exposure thing that they were doing. Yes. That was a long clusterfuck, which Jeremy North was also not very happy about. Um, <laughs> so sad. And I went on the Classic Lenses podcast once to read and obliterate haikus so that's my contribution wow so you've never been actually interviewed before for a podcast no I, that's bizarre the rest of the podcast world has realized i have nothing interesting to say <laughs> and that memo hasn't got to you guys wow what are we doing <laughs> vanya did we make the right decision here i think it was a great decision <laughs> you're just being contrary graham, i think graham i mean he obviously put our first episode on on his podcast over there. I don't think he listened to it before he did it, which might have been a bad choice. Just fire him. Yeah. Listen, Vanya, I haven't listened to my podcast before I put them up on the internet. If you think I'm going to listen to yours, your expectations are way out of whack. 
Uh, I don't think people were a fan of uh, Eric's accent that he. <laughs> no, people did not like that. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine why. It turns um, out it, it's, it's like British I'm... accent. <laughs> well, but people, people do it all the time. Um, I have no video, so you can't see the air quotes. But your British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> Mate? <laughs> but it didn't sync the podcast, although never made a reappearance, did it, bizarrely? Nope. <laughs> it sure didn't. Uh, Vanya has although, tried Good many... news! At the of year two, that guy is going to be hosting the show. That's it's going right. to be all that accent. <laughs> I'm very, very good at a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely why it's appeared again on, on the podcast this whole time. Well, you've been trying so to get me to do it. This is episode. You've been, tr- you've been trying to get me to do it. Oh, no, I definitely have. I mention it all the time. And I don't do think it. it's like because you think it's good. I think it's because you think it'll get laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the very least from Vanya. Yeah. Um, well, listen, don't don't put me in the really quite uncomfortable position of being a white middle class British person who can go, um, cultural appropriation? Excuse me. <laughs> are you are you trying to take something from ours and rephrase it in a way that doesn't seem appropriate? Um, oh. I am very sorry. I guess you could call me <laughs> a right. bellend if you wished, as since you are British. <laughs> you are an utter wanker. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> oh. This is going well. It's <laughs> <laughs> going as well as I would have expected. <laughs> well, let's start with how has why don't we start well, with how the... have you been? Yes, during quarantine, how, how have you how been? Have you been? Uh, I've been very well. I'm lucky that given what I do for a living, which is gardening, um, it didn't really affect me very much, which is a good thing and a bad thing, because <laughs> I'll be honest, um, going to work when everybody else was forced to be at home, <laughs> it was great, but also everybody else was forced to be at home and the weather was really nice. And um, But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to change it, but no, I was able to carry on. And, yeah, I've just kind of plodded on with the year, much as as normal although i think at this point where how many months into it six months into it yeah just the little things are starting to pile up the fact that i'm really not going anywhere and not doing anything and it's you know it did but no i've been very lucky (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes i guess so were, were gardeners uh deemed essential workers is that even a question? Sorry, I assumed. No, I mean, but the thing is, <laughs> so uh, in, yeah, well, basically the, the, the hierarchy is um, doctors and nurses, yes. gardeners, mm-hmm. firemen, gotcha. police, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, drug dealers, something else. Okay. Um, but when when they put out the official words, it's like, you know, we want everybody to work at home. Um, if businesses are closed down, you're being furloughed, yeah, whatever. Um, but if you can't, you know, work from home, if you can work from home. Uh, I'll tell you something about gardening. It's real difficult to do it from home. I mean, <laughs> I've got some quite long handles on my tools, but they're not going to cut it. <laughs> you could do bonsai trees. <laughs> I could do bonsai trees. I could have started at home just making bonsai trees. Although I couldn't have gone out to buy any new trees, so I'd just kept, keep cutting my own trees down until they were real, real small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a wonderful visual. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, in light of all of this fun COVID stuff, I guess, you've been working on the podcast through that consistently. Uh, How has Sunny 16... No, it's been about a year-ish since I've been on. Um, How has it been since then? Have you been been handling it okay without me? (laughs) 
Uh, I'm not going to lie, no, Eric, it's been a disaster. Yeah, um, I thought so. Uh, there's been a lot of me just sitting in the corner rocking. Um, no, we, we, you know, it's not the same without having you regularly pop up, but the fact that I get to listen to your podcast makes up for that. So, you know, um, it's and and also get to listen to Vanya now, which is great. But um, no, we've been, there's been some changes, as uh, you know. Um, so um, for the last four years it had been Aidan, myself and then Rachel joined us very early on and at the beginning of this year when uh, everything happened and you know that I think that in every facet of life just forced things more to the forefront and Aid, who uh, was working from home so he was sat in front of a computer all day dealing with incoming calls and you know business meetings and stuff like that and also coupled with the fact that his photography at the moment is his, the things that have been interesting him and driving him have been less and less analog based he's been getting mm. more into other stuff and it just reached a point where he felt like i think i need a break from this um mm. and that was fine you know we kind of knew it was coming so because of that uh we invited um john whitmore who we've spoken to in the past and claire marie bailey who we'd also spoken to in the past yes. two people who we know we've had a good relationship enjoyed their company because you guys know what it's like when you're doing this, you have to have somebody who you can, uh, for want of a better word, and I wish I could find a better word, vibe with. Um, oh, no, Vanya appreciates make, that. Yeah, you guys are vibing. I, I get it. Um, I'm trying to be cool because I'm on your podcast, and unfortunately, I'm a middle-aged British white man. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hip. I'm cool. Daka, 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 daka. Um, <laughs> but, so, so, um, so, yeah, we brought those guys on. Uh, back in, I guess it would be April we started doing this, mm -hmm. and that's been great. They've really stepped in, they've been amazing, and, and because they're both very different from each other and also bring something new to the show, it means that we can kind of tailor who's on which coast hosts we've got, depending on which guests we've got. Mm -hmm. um, and also, because of that, and having that slightly expanded team, it meant that we could start thinking seriously, or continue seriously, about setting up this second podcast channel because one podcast is not enough effort no we and, found that out early on <laughs> so um it was also enabled us to do that um so yeah it's been it's been busy this year um it's been a lot going on but uh yeah i think it's having having the new guys join us and stuff has helped me find some energy personally that was perhaps dwindling a little bit last year i was finding more of a struggle last year i think so it's been good it's been good thank you Yes. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so can you explain what the second, it's Sunny 16 Presents, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the basic idea behind Sunny 16 Presents was that we kind of wanted to make a space that could be like, so there are websites like Emulsive and 35MMC where you'll get guest bloggers. People can write articles for it and share them on there, and, and that's great. And we wanted to do something similar, but for people who don't want to sit down and write, because not everybody, writing is not everybody's strong suit. Some people are better at talking than they are at writing. And so we wanted to do that and essentially invite members of the photography community to produce stuff for it. Um, but we knew that you, that's not a guaranteed flow of stuff coming through. And we wanted to, if people, it's a podcast, you need to have regular content going up for people to want to say subscribe. And so what we've done, and now we've got this expanded team, is that every member of the team, so Rachel, Claire, John, 
and myself, <laughs> slightly awkward on that one at the moment, um, are each doing a monthly podcast as part of this. And because of the nature of the feed, we very much feel like the stuff that's going on there can be wildly tangentially related to analog photography. It's kind of like anything goes almost. So yeah. uh, whilst Rachel's podcast, Underexposed, is her having conversations primarily with other female photographers about their views and insights and stuff because they don't get as much airtime. Um, although I know you guys are fabulous. You've had by far, a, you know, a much more weighted in that direction, which has been great because that's definitely not the case. And, um, and John's show is conversations in the darkroom with other people doing darkroom stuff. But those yeah. conversations also tend to, they can't go all over the place. Um, Claire's show, by contrast, is a show talking about films, uh, with, talking with people in the analog photography community, but about films that are really meaningful to them, about why they're meaningful. So far, they've been about um, films with a photography link. So the first one that she did was uh, Blow Up, yes. which is a great movie. I watched it, and mm -hmm. it was fantastic. The next one which is going out next week, uh, is about Memento, another film <laughs> with a, a heavy photography bias in yeah. there. Um, but, you know, they won't always be about that. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's like because, uh, Eric, I know that movies hugely inspire a lot of what you do. Yeah. Um, and like they, so it's like it, it's just an opportunity for us to have conversations. And I kind of want our listeners to get that as well, is that these things do not need to be hardcore analog photography stuff. It's like, what's meaningful to you? So, yeah, it's just a space for that, really, for us to throw shit to the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I was just told to be louder. Am I not loud enough? <laughs> yeah. You're kind of quiet. I, I, well, what was I supposed to do? Just cut him off and say, no, no, excuse me. I need to be a little bit louder now. <laughs> What's going on, Vanya? <laughs> you're quieter than Vanya in my ears, but I can hear you fine, Eric. You're you're fine. I'm gonna be <laughs> louder your in the recording mix. Looks fine. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's it's my my levels are my, I'm 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 not pegging, but their levels are up there. So. Oh, you know what pegging means, right, Eric? I mean, don't Google it. Don't Google I, it. <laughs> I'll, I'll Google image search it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Marley had to do an animal project, and she wanted to do a bobcat, and when I when I typed in Bobcat, I added an extra O. So I typed in that <laughs> instead. And then, like, quickly, like, covered the screen, like, no. <laughs> she is, that's another, like, three, four sessions of therapy for her. So. Yeah, of course. I, I, again, I, I hope that one day she'll write a book. <laughs> she has to. It's, it's an interesting childhood. <laughs> so, um, do you, we know that you're immersed in this podcast, you know, you talk about photography all the time, but what, what are you doing new in photography? Are you attempting anything new in photography? Yeah, I suppose the, the thing, the thing this year that has been almost recently for me is that um, I've got a new four by five camera. <laughs> and so in the limited amount of time that I've been able to get out and do shooting, um, a lot of it has been with my new four by five camera. I got um, a Carbon Adventurer, one of these uh, oh, yeah. I've seen them made by Chroma because I had an Intrepid. Eric, I know you got an Intrepid, mm. and um, had. you love your Intrepid. <laughs> okay. Had had had. Okay, so cool. So you had an Intrepid, mm -hmm. um, and maybe for similar reasons to me, 
it wasn't quite fulfilling what you wanted it to fulfill. Or maybe you broke it. A bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little column, right? Little combi. Anyway, I, I'd had my Intrepid for about a year and I liked it. Yeah. And for, for how much it cost me, they're great. Like, oh, this, perfect this, camera the value for starters. The is fantastic. Um, but my new carbon adventure is way better. There's kind of no finer point. It's, it's like it's more expensive, but it's really good. So I've been kind of getting out with that um, whenever I've had the chance. But um, what what I'm looking forward to actually, you know, the next thing, and partly because of this new Sony 16 presents thing, the next thing that I'm lining myself up to do is tackle the oh, 200 meters of tungsten balanced cine film I bought. Over oh, a year cool. ago. That's that in my fridge ever since then. So that's my next adventure that I'm um, gearing myself up mentally for. Now, will you be developing it in C41 or ECN2? These are very good questions, Eric. Very good questions. <laughs> so I've heard from certain podcasts that ECN2 is not only the correct um, film developer for Cinefilm, but also it sounds like a really good and easy one to be using. So I might be trying that. Yeah, um, it is. I don't have either at the moment, but no. yeah, I can be trying all sorts of stuff. I've got a lot of it. Did I mention I've got like 200 meters of the bloody stuff? That's <laughs> wonderful. That's wonderful. Black and white, you name it. <laughs> Oh, also, it's, it's it's Remjet coated as well, so there's that as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah? I think the color. Yeah, I think the colors are really, really wonderful. I really do. So, give me some tips on it then. Like, what what should I be looking for when I go to use this? Well, you're gonna need a filter because it's tungsten. Unless I've you're got shooting a under filter. Tungsten. Gotcha. That, oh, then I got two then years ago. Just shoot pretty things. There's the <laughs> best advice I'm gonna be able to give you. Shoot pretty things. Uh, I mean, what in your mind, Eric, what is a pretty thing? Because I'm not sure your mind and my mind occupy the same okay, fair. dimension. Um, I don't know. It's such a diversible, di diversible, diversible, diverse. Di it's such a, what the fuck am I trying to say? It's such Digestible. a. Submersible. Submersible. It's such a submersible film. No, it's such uh -huh. a wonderful, like a wide range of, of, of things you can do with it. It's, it's a great, it's a great emulsion. And uh, is it expired or is it new? Uh, yes, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it was, <laughs> so it's it's um, an off cut or whatever it is from um, a film. Oh, there's okay. a there's a place in the in the UK that they sell like thirty five mil, sixty mil. It's in movie film, but they also sometimes have off cuts and leftover yeah. bits that they sell off cheap. Uh, so I would imagine it's probably fairly recent. Okay. Up until the fact that I bought it a couple of years ago, my understanding is that cine film doesn't last as well as consumer films because it's kind of not built for that. Um, not been my experience actually. Okay, well, I, I don't value your experience. When it comes to old knackered films, I'd say your experience is worth hearing from. I mean, I would say that the five hundred ISO stuff wouldn't, but neither would four hundred ISO like regular film. Mm. I haven't noticed that it's deteriorated any more quickly. Cool. I haven't noticed that. Um. And any of the, and I've shot some pretty old. I shot the stuff that was called Eastman before Vision came out. So that was like the '80s, from the '80s, and that stuff yeah. was it was ugly, but it hadn't deteriorated <laughs> any more than like regular color film. Gotcha. All <laughs> <laughs> ugly, it'll die ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> well, it was the same stuff that they shot Empire Strikes Back on, and I was like, oh, I need this. And it, it I, you know, I'm not George Lucas, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool that I'm not George Lucas. 
you wake up every day and you think, oh god, thank God, I'm not George Lucas. Well, maybe tomorrow. Know. You just don't know. One of these, <laughs> these days. Presidented times. I've been told. <laughs> Anything can happen if you're an American. Yeah. So you've been doing. Actually, no. I want to go back to uh, your 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 when you changed four by five. Um, you've recently um, got a new four by five camera, and so did I. And I've noticed that since getting the new camera, my four by five shots look like shit. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I know I'm not a bad photographer per se, but have 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 your shots gotten worse with like a learning curve with a new camera? I think the disadvantage and the difference between you and I is I know I am a bad photographer. Um, <laughs> so, no, I don't think... Um, so, do you mind if I ask Because I, I must have missed this. What What's the new camera that you've got? I have a Shamini. Ooh! I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I keep hearing that podcasts are big business, but we're missing the trick here. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, I've never used a Shamini, so I don't know how it differs from the Intrepid. But the... Um, the carbon eventually, you know, it's, it, although the construction is made from different things, but it's similar in so many ways. Okay. In, in the, the handling, it all behaves in the same way. It just behaves better in the same way. And so the issues that I was having before of getting things locked down, and and I'm sure you must have found this when you were using yours, that you'd get a shot set up, you'd do something, and then you'd reach over to cock the shutter or something and just slightly nudge the front stand. It's like, oh, yep. shit! Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, so... So, yeah, in that sense, no, I've not had a learning curve because they're okay. both so similar in their basic structure. Um, but the fundamental build quality and, and materials that they're made of just enable you to get a more rigid thing set up. So, um, no, hmm. it's it's just all the usual self-inflicted wounds that are, are causing my photography issues. <laughs> well, I've seen some of your, like, the, the flooding of the Thames photos. Oh, mm. yeah. oh my so God. Nice. It's, it's, they're just really wonderful. And that was that with oh, the new you. carbon? No, actually, though, <laughs> I think I think the uh, flooding of the Thames ones. What was I look? I was looking something heavy, but that was my Bronica. Oh, because um, okay. those were, yeah, that was the Bronica. Um, okay. uh, whatever it is, the four by six by forty five. Six, you know what I mean, guys. <laughs> you all know what I mean. Six four five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Etr. Look. Ed, you'll edit this in post, I'm sure. Oh, I'll absolutely. sound like a real genius. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I have shared some stuff recently um, from the last one, but there's not been any interesting weather events since I got it. It's just been nice and sunny here. Um, but not, So I have shared a few bits, but uh, yeah, it's it's been nice and easy to use. It hasn't been a hindrance okay. to um, me getting on with stuff. It's more been absence of opportunity to get out and take interesting stuff. But okay. yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good camera. It's... Um, Good. I've heard good things about it, and uh, you know, I maybe I should have shopped around a little bit more before buying the uh, the Shamini. Well, but you were recommended that. Yeah, I was by by a very by by David Chow. Yeah, and we had him on, and his his images are just amazing. Yeah, yeah. The so I mean, obviously, if you get the same camera, your images <laughs> are going to be just as amazing. That's how it works. I mean, ultimately, like with all of this stuff, because this is the thing with all of this is that it doesn't matter whether you're using an Intrepid or a Wister or whatever. No. They're, they're all such basic tools. It's it's finding the one that you click with and you can yeah. work with well. I mean, aside from the fact that, I mean, what are the mistakes? That, well, yeah, what are the mistakes? Where are you going wrong with your Chamonix? I'm really interested to actually hear where you feel it's not kind of clicked quite yet. I just feel like 
you know when you get into a nice flow with whatever camera yeah. you're using and everything's just i mean you may with the entrapping you may bump it here or there and it may go out of out of whack but setting it up you feel comfortable you know what you're doing everything yeah. you know if you need to adjust the back standard a little bit you can just flick your thumb and and move it back and flick it back in, in place and everything just works and it clicks and you really felt mm. attached to the camera and i felt that way with the intrepid from the very beginning yeah um I haven't made that connection with the Shamani yet. It isn't quite to the point where I'm like, oh God, I have to fucking use this thing. But there is a little, like that little hint of that where it's almost like a job. And is it because you're nervous? Because it costs a lot more? No, no, I've dropped this thing. I don't care. (laughs) No, it is, it is not that. It is not that. No, it's a very rugged camera. It, it, I like the camera. I like the build quality. I like everything about it. It's just I think I'm just not quite there with it yet. And I think my, it, hmm? do you think that part of it is because I know that like when you're working, you got your head underneath your cape or your dark cloth or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I go with cape because cape. capes are cool. Yep. Um, Me too. But not all large format <laughs> photographers wear capes, so I accept that. <laughs> um, but like when you're underneath there and you're looking at that uh, for now screen. Um, the handling is muscle memory. You're remembering where things are, and you have several years at this point of just built-in muscle memory for working with the Intrepid that you're having to actually overcome that to find stuff around. And so it's it's worse than learning to use the Chamonix from nothing. It you're is, You're having yeah. to unlearn first. And... Yeah, you're right. I absolutely agree with that. I think that's that's what it is. You had how many years did you have the Intrepid? I had the Intrepid for like three years. I got I got in the mail today or yesterday. Um, I don't know whether because you, you don't do Twitter, do you, Vanya? What? You 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 don't use Twitter as such, do you? I do not. You do not. Um, I know he's on Instagram as well, but uh, the shitty camera challenge. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was doing some stuff late recently where he was selling some merch and some of that was going towards charity. And so I bought one of his T-shirts so it can join my collection of photography related T-shirts with cats on it. It's good. (laughs) It's It's got a picture of his cat in this kind of very Illuminati thing around it. And at the bottom it says a cult run by cats. Um, You would approve. (gasps) Yeah, Yeah, I I would. (laughs) Yeah, I would. (laughs) Man. Yeah, we have. We have like a, we have missing a out, like we, not being on Twitter. I, I have a Twitter handle. I just don't go on there. It's just Instagram. Choice. Instagram is already enough. And yeah. I don't check most of the conversations. Like on the all through a lens, are usually directed to Eric. So I don't even open them. I feel bad if I open one and it's a question for him because I'm like, oh no, he's not going to see this now. <laughs> <laughs> I could mark this as unread, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> You've opened his presence. They can never be the same again. You've sullied. Uh, I have noticed a little difference on the Sunny 16 Instagram. Have you guys changed it up? Yeah. Matthew Joseph, who has been uh, and probably will again take the reins over. But um, he lives in Melbourne over in Australia. And things have been a bummer over there. (laughs) And he just wasn't in the headspace where he wanted to deal with it. He needed to break from it. So I had to pick the reins back up, <laughs> which is, hmm. as Eric knows, is never a good thing because I'm not terribly good at being consistent. I managed two whole weeks of being consistent. Uh, I need to get back on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way with the with our Instagram. It's well-intended. You know, like, oh, yeah. I have, I'm going to post every day. And like five days go by, and like, 
Well, that didn't work out for me. <laughs> that was never my intention at all. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun time. And also, you really need to give a shit. And it turns out that fundamentally, I just don't run <laughs> social media, <laughs> which is apparently a problem. <laughs> well, for, yeah, for being on social media, you do need to care yeah. a little bit, I guess. And it's hard sometimes. But we do actually have a really nice following. And you do, too, of, of people. And, mm. yeah, they seem to enjoy what we post sometimes. Yeah. 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 I no, guess it's so. Good. You guys do good. I see your stuff on there. It's it's always good. I enjoy I enjoy your individual work and I enjoy the stuff you share on the feed. Um but yeah, it's like it, it is work, like that kind of stuff. It is there's not zero effort that goes into it and I think you know, just yeah. finding the time in the day to do that stuff and and keep up with it. You know, it's, yeah. It's a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> so how so- is the dark shed? <laughs> <laughs> oh my shed okay uh my dark shed is good thank you um it's good i have not used it as much this summer as i would like to because it's been hot and a well insulated small dark box um makes bits of you sweaty that you read really would rather not get sweaty um so it's just kind of not the kind of place i suppose specifically for making prints I've not oh, wanted yeah. to hang out in there, but it's been great for just going in. I mean, I, I love. I know you. You don't. Do either of you have a like dark space, or are you both dark bagging it? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, but she does now. Yeah, I recently purchased a old trailer that was empty. Um, kind of a mistake because I was like, oh, this one's really cool. It has all these old windows. But then having to like, <laughs> like prove it and cover all the windows was yeah. a pain in the ass. Hey, listen, so. I made the same mistake when I bought a shed. I knew I wanted to use as a dark room. I still ordered one with a window. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you need a window in your dark room. <laughs> what am I going to climb out of if there's a fire? Also, I've locked it up on both sides. Definitely not the window. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's I don't have any sort of like fan system yet. I'm, I'm, it's in the works. I can technically print in it right now, and I did some you know contact prints and you know. Some, it's brilliant though, isn't it? it like, yeah, no, I love it. I, I I am so excited because I feel like this is like the finishing of this whole pro- you know analog process. So I am excited about it. I just but need also, I, <laughs> I, even just beyond being able to do printing, just not having to use a dark bag like an utter fucking savage is magic <laughs> because dark bags suck um yes they do i like just load film and go oh, look at this oh look at all this space i might do a pirouette whilst i'm loading this film onto a reel just because i can um i do that right. anyway with a dark <laughs> yeah. bag in hand i can dance Eric around is really good and he's like super fast because during dev party we'll talk right beforehand and he's like, all right, I'm done. And I, I know this is going to sound super appealing, but I have really clammy hands. And if <laughs> and it's just like really, I get, I, I just get hot and nervous and sweaty in there. <laughs> it's so gross. And I, ugh, it's awful. <laughs> it's I mean, you're making fun. it sound lovely. It is, isn't um. it? It's very lovely. I'm sure somebody else has this struggle. It has to be. I think it's cool just you, honestly. House. 
anyone yeah, I've it's... ever spoken to about it, is, I've never heard that problem. But sure, I mean, it's probably <laughs> lots of other people. The only the only downside, and this is a four by five kind of more specific one, uh, although I have mostly with other film sizes, is that when you are just developing it uh, out in an open space, you can drop stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. You drop a sheet of four by five on the floor <laughs> in a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> on a dusty floor in a dark room, it's quite hard to find it again because of the, the darkness. <laughs> well, to be fair, dark bags will hide things from you. <laughs> if yeah. you drop scissors, they're gone. Yes. They're Why completely gone. Why can I never find the scissors? <laughs> you take in two rolls of film, you will not find one of them. <laughs> Fact. Uh, I, I, yeah, I hate using dark bags. It's been a while since I've had to use one, and every now and again it just crops up. I'm like, oh, God, these suck. Like, especially... Doing a 36 exposure roll of film is too long. It's, it's stupid. It's it's horrible. It? I, do I, you... do, I, I can get film loaded in a dark bag with a cat, a kitten, attacking the dark bag. <laughs> I'm good. I'm so good at what I do. Advantage. <laughs> I, I suspect that the cat's actually loading that film. Do you, that's when you're awesome. loading 35 mil, do you guys do what I do, which is start it in the light and then put, or are you pulling the whole thing out and winding on oh, we have two different methods that she, yes, she does one I, I do one i okay so i use a little leader retriever and pull yeah. it out and then cut it and then put everything in my dark bag and then start it in there with with it all still rolled and then okay. i just slowly pull no. it out as as i go so. what you need to do fine is like you if you just put the, if you pull the leader out cut it and then just feed that in to the um into the cassette before you even put it into the bag, like put it into the reel before you even put it in the bag, then you're all ready to go and start it. There's no trying to feed it in. Just do that. It's magic. It's, it's the way to go. It is a pretty so wonderful idea. I've been using idea. the steel, those steel, like stainless steel reels, and I don't like using the little, um, the attachment. I just, the I little just start cl- it. The clip? Yeah, I don't use the clip. Yeah, I don't use the clip either. But I take all of the film out. And then, yeah, that's weird. I would never. Do I don't know that. why yeah. it's weird. I'm good at it. <laughs> that's mental. No, yeah, mental because once you get it, <laughs> once you get it all the way finished, uh, you have the you have the, the the hangy bits at the end, either the paper for 120 or the cassette for, for 35, and it's just hanging there, flopping around, and you have to cut it off. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> uh, your your impulses scare me, Eric. <laughs> It works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, with with 120, I I will sometimes unravel it, but keep it all rolled up and find the the end where the tape is. That's badness. And then start start it from that side, just because it is a little sturdier. Oh, I see. And I can keep it straight in the in the um, in the reels. I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I I could. There's, there's no. I think you, there's no way of doing 120 without unrolling all of 120. I, I think unless I've missed the trick there too. But, but yeah, I, I'm the same as you, Vanya. I'll, I'll unravel and then actually go with the taped end because you've got a bit more rigidity there. Although I'm using just a Patterson tank with plastic wheels, and that can be quite a squeeze getting it through there. But yeah, yeah. it's fine. I have a love hate relationship with those. I just, I feel like I've purchased so many of those, and they just. <laughs> Too. Just don't work. They'll <laughs> they work, work for like a month or two, and I'll try to keep them clean, and they just die on me. Um, die? I think it's because they're not designed for people with really clammy hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that. That's what it is. <laughs> How are they dying on you? 
I don't know. I, no, but in what jam. ways are they dying on you? You should know that. Well, they they jam really easy. Okay. And then they bend the film. So then they you do. have like a bent corner. And then I'm like, okay, now I need scissors to like kind of trim this and, and make it. <laughs> it. Listening to her load film oh, is gosh. one of the joys in my life. <laughs> it is. Why are you not sharing this? It is sometimes an hour long. <laughs> one roll. And there is multiple tanks involved lots of swearing (laughs) sometimes several times she'll give up and then go back to it it's it's a drama (sighs) it happens so uh, um over christmas um rach and aid came down to visit this was obviously in the before times and um and we went out we took some pictures and came back and like a large part of the reason i was able to convince them to come here rather than me going anywhere (laughs) A large part of that was because I'm lazy. But also, we wanted to get Aid to have a go at developing because he'd never done it before. And it's been this thing, like, over three oh, years yeah. at this point, and he'd never had a go at home developing. So, like, come on, we got the dark shit here. Give it a go. And um, so we went out, took some pictures, got him back in the dark shed, and um, we, uh, I had, like, an exposed roll, showed him how to load it all up, blah, 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 did all that, and um, got him all set up, turned off the lights, and he got the... And because we'd started it off the reel in the dot, we knew it was on there. And then this roll of 35 mil just did not want to go on the reel. <laughs> and it, it was just a nightmare. And it took like 15 minutes. And I'm like, give it, give it easy. And was, oh, yeah. Sometimes things just go bad. It's true. <laughs> I think Aid might have had clammy hands as well. <laughs> it's just you and Aid. <laughs> you found it's your clam hand soulmate. <laughs> You'd like to shake his hand. It would just slip away. There's no chance <laughs> yeah. of that. Oh, goodness. If you're ever falling yeah, that... off a cliff, no one can grab your hand. No, I would. I, You'll I, just I die. have thought of this before. <laughs> I would die. It would just slip out. You know, you see the movie where they're just like holding on and it's just slipping. I'm like, oh, they have clammy, clammy hands. So they're going to die. <laughs> see, when Eric said that, I assumed the reason was that people <laughs> would see you falling off a cliff and go, quick, grab a hand. And somebody else would go, no, gross, clammy. No, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, the next question. Um, you've been doing Sunny Sixteen for how long? Uh, uh, over four years now. Okay, that's <laughs> I, I managed to so so sort of keep the gut reaction of oh too long <laughs> from coming out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not too long. You're expanding. You're doing wonderful things. So how has the film community changed since you started it? That's that's a good question. The, the part of what makes it more difficult to answer is because when we started the podcast um aid and i were not part of the film community at all we are only we were both part of this little um photography forum it was a small forum uh, and which was about mostly about digital photography and then we just started off a little like oh we want to talk about analog stuff and uh, neither of us were using Twitter. Neither of us were using Instagram. Um, and still, we thought, oh, well, let's just do a podcast and this will be fun. And then we started engaging with Instagram in particular to um, get the word out there and started learning, oh, there is a community here. In fact, Eric, like, you were literally well, probably the first person we actively engage with. You, I think you you got in touch with us after episode one. Yeah. And then basically, I don't. I mean, you had some great feedback at the time. I can't remember what it was, but what I do remember was it wasn't shut this shit down, you idiot. <laughs> Which, <laughs> given what episode one was, is quite incredible. Um, 
But so we kind of found our way into it and discovered this community there. And it's, I mean, the film community is amazing. It's an amazing place of incredibly supportive and generous and wonderful people. Um, and over the years, it's grown as the hobby has grown and been in different directions from where it's been before it's brought in new members it's i think it's more diverse now than it was when we started which is wonderful yeah you seeing more young people doing cool stuff and just a, 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 and more different stuff and, the, and i think there's generally more acceptance of different is good not not everywhere some people not so much of a big fan of different um fair enough but, but um i think that's great but i think the other side of that is that the other difference that I'm seeing is that certain aspects of it are maturing. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but in the early days, there was a lot of real cottage industry, um, people doing stuff and, you know, I'm going to have a go making this film and I'm going to have a go doing this. And, you know, you mentioned things like your intrepid camera and yeah. you know, stuff like this. And, and here we are now, you know, three or four years since they first came out. And, um, and they're not it's not small cottage industry stuff anymore stuff is getting established and the names are you know they're becoming bigger companies and stuff and so that's a change it's not a bad change no. it's just a change that, that some of you know some of these names that when they were started off were just one one man in his back shed bashing something together you know they, they've grown from that and um yeah it's exciting to see and it's but it i suppose it just doesn't feel quite as um earthy as perhaps it did back in the day but i think it's grown in a really good way um and yeah, yeah i mean like you guys coming along doing what you're doing in a completely different way in an already well propped up podcast market like this yeah there's just a lot of really awesome stuff going on well have you noticed that i mean since you started four years ago like the major film companies and including including ilford i guess they haven't really introduced much new they have a have they just boosted production i mean ilford has like ortho and, and different formats mm. now but kodak really hasn't done much except for like p3200 and oh, fuji what's right. that sorry didn't they was ectochrome in the last four years too oh it was it was you're right ectochrome and p3200 uh and fuji's done nothing but you know they don't i don't think they're involved <laughs> i'm not sure what they're doing at this mm. point instax <laughs> And so, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, really, it's, you've seen Lomography kind of do a bunch of new stuff. And, but it doesn't seem like the industries, like the larger industries are keeping up with the, with, what's actually going on. So why do you think that is? Uh, you know, I, or I, if it I is. think that my takeaway on that is probably slightly different because, I mean, yeah, four years we've been doing this, four long, bitter years. <laughs> the bitterness <laughs> is just probably, um, no, four long, lovely years. Um, and in the early days, for like the first couple of years, it felt like whenever there was news about film photography, certainly the first year, it was all, this is being discontinued, that's being discontinued. There was so much of that going on. That was what all the news was. That's like true. Most of the analog photography news was negative news. And then in the last two, two and a half years, that's just turned around. There, there haven't been more discontinued films. There have been new films coming on. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Neither Kodak nor Ilford have... Um, brought lots to market but yeah. i think we we all understand the reasons why you know the to bring a new film to market is even when it's an old motion is a it's a huge investment yeah and these are not huge companies anymore no um but as you point out with lomography it's 
we're seeing stuff coming in from different directions. We're seeing these these small boutique film manufacturers bringing in stuff like you guys. You guys have your slow meow. Like yeah. the fact that 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 can be a thing now, and that there's a way to market for these um, is great. So, yeah, I think that the story has just been turned on its head in that sense. From what felt like just, I think we started at the tail end of the decline, and essentially our podcast single-handedly kind of turned things around <laughs> and got I, us back on the trajectory. I think <laughs> so. so. I, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people will point to the FPP and say, oh, you know, but really, you know, on FPP's watch, Kodak went into bankruptcy, so I think we all know how that went down. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, so we have two more questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm what not sure. is your inside leg measurement? I'm not telling you that, Eric. It's a very personal <laughs> question. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, two. Okay. Okay. So, um, do you think that having a podcast? And working so closely with photography, does that make you shoot more or less than you would if you didn't have the podcast? That's that's another good question. It is a double-edged sword. If by double-edged sword you mean that the second edge is actually on the handle bit that you're gripping. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not a sword. No, no. That's a, that is a, uh, that's a mistake at the manufacturing department, that is. Um, uh, because... As you guys will both know, only too well, making podcasts takes up a lot of time. Like, there's no getting away from it. It eats up a lot of time um, in the recording and in the editing and in the organizing and in everything. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes on that eats up time. And we all only have a certain amount of free time in the day. And this chomps it. And also, it it chomps up brain space as well. And you need brain space for photography. So, on the one hand, Yes, it does have a detrimental effect on my photography. Uh, on the flip side, it also drives and inspires a lot of what I do when I do get a chance to do it. Sometimes it's very directly. So if we're doing things like the Cheap Shot Challenge, I'm like, I have to go and take pictures for this. I have to go out and make some pictures. Um, and like I was talking to you about the um, this role of tungsten balance film, like the reason I'm finally going to be able to go out and do this, or finally I'm going to force myself to go out and do this, is because I want to do it for upcoming recording. Like so, um, when we were talking about Sunny Sixteen Presents earlier, and I was talking about the shows that everybody else was doing. The reason I didn't mention what my show is is because mine is the only one that hasn't yet come out. It was supposed to have come out this week, haven't finished it yet. Oh no! But but what I so deliberately. What I've decided to do for my show is um, to justify some of the stuff that I've bought or acquired in the past uh, to make me go out and use this stuff. So making that podcast is going to drive me to use stuff. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah, that's wonderful. So it's kind of like getting the cause and effect going in the right way. Um, So that's kind of the one side which drives me to shoot is just that very direct way. But also... When you get to talk to people who are frequently so inspiring about what they're doing, it can't help but make you think, ah, I love the fact that we're here talking about, I want to be out taking pictures now. Um, Or whether whether it's about their processes, or sometimes it's about like the stuff that they're shooting with. After 
I think it was after talking to Max from Intrepid, I guess a couple of years ago now, I, we got to the end of the podcast. I was like, damn it. I really need an Intrepid camera now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, these things happen. And yeah, I mean, we've been lucky enough to talk to a lot of fabulous people, you guys included, who um, inspire me at the time and continue to inspire me afterwards to, to go out. And And I think it's not just the work they're producing, it's the energy and the enthusiasm that they bring to it. And it it can help revitalize you. And I'm sure you find this in the people that you talk to. Oh, you, yeah. You've had fabulous guests on here. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it, it impacts in the very literal way of how much time I have to do stuff. But I think it helps expand on my love of the hobby as a whole and drive me to want to do more and more of it. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, I think we agree. I think it does. I think we are very much in the same atmosphere there. Milieu. Milieu. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's the same milieu. Yeah, I, I think we're trying to find a good balance between the two because there is. Yeah, it, it's a lot of work. And we agree on that. You know? uh, but, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but, but yeah, the it, party... it is something like in the end, we love this. This is what we love. Yeah. 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 This is it. I like it's the only thing. The, the dev party is such a smart thing because the dev party you're making content which is enjoyable for people to listen to. And I hate using the word content, but there's not a better well, yeah, You're making is stuff it. for people to listen to that is enjoyable and beneficial, but also you're engaging with the hobby actively yourself. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've done a couple of times now, two or three times, that both as hosts we've really enjoyed, um, but also has gotten us out there shooting, is we've done like these one-hour assignments where we'll go, okay, we're going to do some photography. We're going to record what we're doing and just go out and do it and and record how it's going on that time. And those are really fun to do this because you have to be super focused. I mean, and the output is what the output is. But like, I made photographs. I took pictures that I wouldn't have done if we hadn't gone, okay, this is what we're using the podcast time for this week. So, yeah, yeah you have to make things work for you. Um, yeah. I like that. We should do something like that on assignment. Oh, we've talked about. We've talked about on assignment. Like yeah, we've talked about on assignment. We just uh, COVID happened, so yeah, plague days. Yeah. Well, in Spoil the dev party everything. thing too was like we just jumped into it. Like, oh, we have a podcast. Oh, let's just have another. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just have add two. More. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the dev parties work. Just, I mean, it gets. I mean, we have. We have to develop the film anyway. So yeah. and we're we're often talking to each other anyway while we're developing. So yeah. why not just record it? And, and also with Dev Party, it gives you guys an opportunity to bullshit about stuff in a way that you don't always get to on the main podcast. That's true. Because, you know the main podcast is so, is focused and very well put together, and Dev Party is where the bullshit lives. It is. It is. <laughs> that is. It's just true. That's the tagline for it, right? It's where the bullshit lives. It where is. Where the bullshit lives. Where the bullshit lives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so do you want to hit the final question? Uh, sure. Okay. Sorry, I was looking at... Um, oh, Pieces of kittens? Please yeah. tell me. What were you looking at? The carbon adventure. Oh, no. I know. Oh. It's really sweet. <laughs> okay, final question, and this is the question will be... Um, this one is for all the money. This is it. <laughs> this counts for 50% of your grade. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> do you compose differently for color versus black and white so like you know not necessarily 
I mean, the same scene, but is it if you have color versus black and white or two cameras with color and black and white, would that be? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely and probably detrimentally as well. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? I, yeah, I think because uh, I'm going to work on the sort of the ideals here of what I'm aiming for. So when I'm shooting black and white, um, obviously you're looking for contrast, you're looking for shape, you're looking for patterns, you're sort of, you're being very aware of the mindful of all these things because you know that the color's not going to be there yeah. providing any interest. So you, you have to be mindful of all these things and the way that things are put together. Um, and it's when you're shooting color, it's easier to be magpied and go, oh, isn't that pretty? I'm going to capture that color because that's really pretty. And the and not think as much about the other things. I mean, you know, horses, of course, I guess, you know, in the same way that you can take a picture which can look lovely in color because the color is, is doing all the work in that picture. Um, and it can be good for that, that if it was black and white, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yes, I do shoot differently because you can use color as a crutch, if crutch is the right word. I mean, this probably isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? It can... <laughs> It can it, make a there photo. Are scenes the... Sorry, go ahead, Eric. You're probably going to put it more succinctly than I no, was. No, no. It was it, you. It, you're saying it can make the photo. The color can make the photo. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And it can break the photo as well. I sure. Mean, the, the, there are times when you look at something and go, uh, "This looks garbage," but maybe if I just desaturate this, uh, it will be all right. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that kind of on a fundamental level, um, the things that make a black and white picture really good. Are not the same things that can make a color picture really good. There can be a lot of crossover, and yeah. they can be, you can bring the same things in. But I think there are things that there are black and white pictures that would be spoilt by color because it would detract from the things that make that image so good, and vice versa as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Jazz hands. That, however many meters of color film that you have. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I know. Um, well, you can always develop yeah, it in black that's... and white if you need to. I'm wondering if you could. I, I, I guess I never. I think we all do this subconsciously, but think of it as maybe a black and white photo when we're shooting color. You know what I mean? Mm, like, what wait. can we? What can we take from? Okay. You're shooting color, okay. But pretend like you're shooting black and white, and shoot it as you would, black and white. Oh, I don't I know. If you can me like can you crazy. do that? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy talk. Well, uh, <laughs> no, you know, no, how I would you pretend? Like, how would you fool instead your... of just like, oh, the, there's like a fucking red bicycle and this plain <laughs> like scene, like uh, is there a shadow to the bicycle? If I like, if I compose this differently, like, you know what I mean? No. Uh, no, I just clarify. Is, is a fucking red bicycle different from a red fucking bicycle? <laughs> I just need to know. <laughs> um, no, like, I, yeah. I get it. I, I, yeah, I think that's. What, I think you're absolutely right, um, and I think it would be it would be definitely a, a way to go. And and also when you're trying out a new film like that, you need to see how it's going to respond because yeah, you know when you if you're thinking black and white, you might be thinking okay, super high contrast. I want this like you don't know quite how that's going to respond. So yeah, absolutely. You know, as a gardener I, with color stuff, I tend to go oh uh, there's lots i mean I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of it but you go oh there's pretty flowers let's take pictures of these like, a lot of color stuff can be that yeah i'm not thrilled by it but no i think i think approaching it with more of a black and white sensibility and just trying to fool your brain to not looking at the color is 
probably a good way to go with it. Give it a go. At least give that a try um, and see if that helps. Uh, probably the most color that I've shot is in blurry out of focus pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Are you doing the myopic me anymore? Um, at the beginning of the year, so I hadn't done it for quite a while, and um, I have got an idea for kind of taking it somewhere else, okay. um, which I want to pursue pursue more and ironically i think what i'm planning to do is go with black and white for that but oh, yeah nice. i want to, because the myopic me project of, of very blurry pictures was very scattershot in terms of its subject matter and stuff like that and so i want to see if i can actually use the technique and, and the results i got from it to achieve a, a goal i set out to with it like have an idea in mind and then try and achieve that as opposed to just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks which is the <laughs> usual approach i adopt for everything yes <laughs> we are there as well eric <laughs> why are you looking at me like how do you know i was looking at you i could have been looking at graham you don't know do you see the science that was mean science that was <laughs> My seventh grade science teacher. Like, what pay attention. Is the pH of an acid? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, does that cover it? Is there anything else you would like to ask him, Vanya? Um, nope. Uh. <laughs> Is this is this picture of you? This is uh, this is, it, is, is what your beard looks like right now, or is it longer? <laughs> I love that question. Um, it's kind of middling. Like my, uh, I'm a gardener. Um, I don't care at all about my appearance. <laughs> so basically, my beard grows until it irritates me. Then I shave it all off. Then it grows until it irritates me. And I shave it all off. Um, yeah. So you know, I look more scruffy than I do in that picture. <laughs> Also, also. I wanted to say something, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> what? No. I was gonna say I do that too. <laughs> well, of course. Your beard gets like really big. <laughs> How do you know what my beard looks like? <laughs> I'll never tell. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know where you were going with it. <laughs> I, honestly, I can't think of a better last question for anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> Eric's wife's nails are nice and fancy. And one of the first things Eric said to me when he saw me was like, oh, my gosh, you have dirt underneath your nails. <laughs> hey, listen, I, uh, I'm with you, sister. I have dirt under my nails. No, and I was right saying it now. as a compliment. <laughs> I was like, I really like that. <laughs> you're like really don't give a shit <laughs> yeah you have dirt under nails and your hair oh it's so greasy there's so many twigs <laughs> and, your and hands. pieces Ew, of sweet I like that they're clammy <laughs> I'm fine with all of those things <laughs> ay 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 uh, making me out to be a bad guy <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you came on thank you so much it's I been a like real it was, treat like, it, was, it was important to have you on 
It's been a, it's just lovely catching up with you guys. Honestly, yeah. it's just really nice, Gabby. And it's it's a bummer that I think we're, we are also busy with shit that you need to find the excuse of doing these things. To, but it's really nice catching up with you guys. And as I said, um, I genuinely do. <laughs> your podcast is the only one that I will regularly actually listen to. Like I I see I see yours and I don't think mm, I can skip this one because I never know what's going to be on there. Oh, it's, which is a great thing. Uh, it's a um, cornucopia of surprises. I know. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know because he adds God. those little stingers in the front and the back of the episodes. Like, with- and it's great. And it's it's like right. that. It's it adds it adds to it. It's lovely. It's um, <laughs> yeah. As you said, it's a cornucopia of surprise, and and, and the place where bullshit lives on the other wing. It <laughs> is. <equally. laughs> we, we do our best. So no, you do a grand job. You guys do a great job, and um, you. You did what needed doing. You freshened it up and you brought something new to it. And yeah, it's uh, as a listener, as somebody, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I love podcasts so much that I fucking wasted four years of my life making one. Um, <laughs> but you know, like I said a po- podcasts are a really important medium to me. Full stop. I, yeah, my day is listening to podcasts, and so I appreciate what you do Thank as you. a listener. Um, so yeah. It's great, and that's, I'm. I was genuinely uh, touched to be asked to be here. Oh. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I do think that your listeners are going to go, "Who the fuck is this?" No, <laughs> not at all. No, no our listeners are. <laughs> it's are right. I'm not offended. Smart. Go, Who the people. fuck is this? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think we have a lot of crossover, and if you and if you are still listening. Uh, Listen to Sunny Sixteen because what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> because yeah, honestly, this life right? isn't bad enough already. <laughs> throw another thing on the fire. Throw another log on the fire. <laughs> are you feeling too good about your photography? Well, I've got a podcast for you. Okay, should we call it? Should we call it? Yeah, it's lunchtime. So. You need to eat. I need to eat. Yeah. You have, need to play with the cat. There is a cat to play with. <laughs> you got a dog, right, Vanya? I do have two pugs. Oh, They're kind of like dogs. A pugs. A pugs are sweet. Pugs are sweet. They are sweet. Um, they are dog related. I've heard. They are dog adjacent. <laughs> yes. I have neither dog nor cat, um, which is very sad. Oh. So, uh, well, get yourself we had a, cat. a cat. Yeah, we did. Also died about five months ago. Oh no! Oh, no. It was a suicide pact. Okay, maybe. It's very possible. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, actually probably was maybe a bit later than you lost um, Juniper. But yeah, it was oh, uh, no. du- during the dark times. So That sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. But we haven't replaced yet. So we will. We yeah. Will. Yeah, oh. Eric is saying that uh, Mosey is Sarah's cat. Well, no, I'm not saying it. We all, we it, all know. It, no, it's it, it's just the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, a cat is a cat's cat. The yeah, idea of yeah. ownership is moot. It's, it's a silly idea. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's not a dog. No, it's not a dog. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. My dog has been like sitting at the door waiting for me to open it. Oh God. He's he's the only per- you know what I love it. He's obsessed with me. He's the only person. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> only animals. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. He's always he's like love. yeah, he just loves me no matter what. I need that, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, we all we all need that from somewhere. We all need <laughs> stupid unconditional love and undeserved yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can go out and be a real fucking asshole all day, and the dog's still gonna go. You're the best. All the humans on this planet, you are my favorite. One point saying that it can go a long way. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and you don't get that from a cat because you'll go out and be an arsehole all day you'll come home and your cat will go yeah you're a real piece of shit I want nothing to do with you or you could go and be an angel all day give to the poor give to the homeless people do nice things and you come home and the cat's just like fucking asshole yeah what have you, what have you done for me you've been out you've been out pissing your time up the wall with these fuckers and you've been ignoring me well fuck you I have, I'm off I'm going to lick my own ass somewhere <laughs> that is all true Mm, yeah. yeah, I swear they only do it just to make you feel jealous because you can't. So. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, again, I'm assuming here. I don't know. You might be very flexible. <laughs> it's it never. Yes, it's all on how you move your legs. Well, guys, I will leave you in peace. Okay. Um, it has been an absolute fucking delight getting to chat with you as always, um, and. Uh, yeah, well, I will continue to listen um, and enjoy and, um, yeah, hopefully speak to you again in less time than a year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but just, just, just for talking is just pleasant, just pleasant. But you take good care of yourselves, you guys. And you too. And, um, speak to you again soon. All right. Have fun. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.